was the November 3rd, 2020 election the safest election in America's history, or was it stolen? When we remove Biden and Trump from the scenario from a purely bipartisan political perspective, we're left with just considering the facts. This thing on? Hey, you're listening to Big View Small Windows Podcast, Deeper Thoughts. I cover topics dealing with theology and spirituality and politics from a no-nonsense perspective. If you're into blogs, visit bigviewsmallwindow.com and get my take on things in a thousand words or less. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and leave a comment. If you would like to give to Big View Small Window, check out the Give page. It's all happening at bigviewsmallwindow.com. So what do you think? On the night of November 3rd, 2020, there was a simultaneous stop in ballot counting for key swing states, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, etc. There were also these data dumps that happened between about midnight and 5 a.m. that put Biden in the lead where Trump's lead was secure prior to everyone falling asleep. There was this influx of crazy mail-in ballots that were dead voters, that were people voting twice and across state lines, possibly even people who were illegal immigrants that were voting in this election. We had videos of midnight ballot drop-offs at different precincts, and there were secret ballots coming from beneath the tables in Georgia. All of these anomalies and strange things that happened were all in favor of the Democrat candidate, not the Republican candidate. Let's not forget, there were signed witness statements and affidavits testifying to voting poll violations. There were poll watchers being pushed out of the precincts, There were voting laws broken as judges and other state officials bypassed the legislators. And this all made it possible for the election to happen the way that it happened. And then since the Biden administration has, you know, taken a seat at the helm, what about all these crazy policies that have been in effect? The vaccine mandates, the open borders. I just don't think these are things that would have happened had the Republican candidate been in office or even a level-headed Democrat candidate that wasn't going to be doing the bidding of the far progressive left communist socialist Bernie Sanders type of agenda. Did anyone actually vote for the current administration to spend five plus trillion dollars on infrastructure? I mean, who knew about that? There were so many opportunities for Biden to explain what his Build Back Better or the Green New Deal, all those different things that were being thrown out there from the left. He had all these opportunities to explain what was actually a part of that plan. And we were kept in the dark. And so I'm left to believe that the people who did legitimately vote for Biden, they weren't necessarily voting for him. They were just voting against Trump. There was such a stronghold on the minds of the American people such a narrative that was stacked so well against Trump. I mean, you have to hand it to the Democrats. They are organized. They have all the money. They make it look good. All of the corporate media is just, it's on lockdown. And it's the, it's the long arm of the Democrat Party is all our mainstream media is. And so if all you were doing was following that information throughout 2020 and probably back to 2016 up to that point, all you saw was orange man bad, And Uncle Joe is going to make everything better. He's going to get rid of the division. 
et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and Trump was divisive, right? So there isn't anybody, even a level-headed supporter that won't admit that. But you know, I consider a dividing line between what's evil and what's good. I think it should be there. What's right and what's wrong, what's real and what's fake. I think it should be there. I don't think that Trump was a saint by any means, but I do believe that he was the better candidate in terms of what it meant policy-wise. Personality-wise, I mean, I couldn't care less. You know, I, I don't own a MAGA hat or a Trump shirt or anything like that, and I don't know that I ever will. But I supported his policies because the nation was safer. Even though he was antagonistic and he needed to chill out with his Twitter account, you have to understand that on the left, they're going to take every little thing and blow it up and magnify it bigger than what it actually is. He hurt some people's feelings. He was rude. He was crude, a typical New Yorker, et cetera, et cetera. But while all of that was going on and that swirl was going on from the left, I mean, everything he said and did triggered people. The African-American unemployment rate went down. The borders were secure. We didn't have children being trafficked through here. Um, we did still have the drug crisis. Um, but under the Trump administration, there was a crackdown on some of these things. Uh, we were stemming the flow of illegal immigration. The national security issues weren't as volatile as they are now. And like I said during the intro, I don't mean to interject Biden and Trump to draw such a polarized line. But what I really mean is that because let's sidebar, because Trump's not really a true Republican. If he were a true Republican, then they would have stood up with him, right? McConnell folded, um, Graham folded, you know, you know, those, those people up there in Congress who are supposed to be on the side of the American people, they hated Trump just as much as the left did. And so they, they weren't going to stick up for him or anything. The deal is, is that he was the person representing the interests of we, the people. So putting him aside though, I wanted to answer the question of whether I think the election should be decertified and overturned. And you might be surprised to hear me say this, but the answer is no. And here's why. The fraud that happened last year, and, and it was fraud. I do believe that the election was stolen based on all of the things that I named. There were just enough anomalies and crazy things that happened and complete violation and trampling of the Constitution to where, yes, if we had a Supreme Court with any backbone and if we had legislators in all red states with a real fight, then yeah, we could get it overturned, but we don't have that. So the fraud is symptomatic of a, of a, a really acute problem. We've become an oversexed, violent, godless, lawless nation. And so an election being stolen w was just prime. It's not something that happened out of the ordinary once you take all things into consideration where we've been headed for several years. This isn't even the first time that elections have been stolen. Democrats were stealing them between each other. And there was a, a crow from the left really loudly from people like Elizabeth Warren and I think even Hillary Clinton that elections were being stolen from them. Uh, or maybe it was Bernie Sanders who accused Clinton of stealing an election in like California or something. All those videos started to resurface right around the same time that the Democrats were saying, oh, no, 2020 was the most secure election we've ever had. Same systems were being used. And all of a sudden now 
everything is fine. So the fraud is something that we have to look in the face as a serious situation. It should have never happened, but it is symptomatic of something worse that's going on in our nation. Another reason why I don't think decertifying and overturning would be good right now is because Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they have street fighters, they have revolutionaries that I have no doubt would come out with a vengeance and we'd potentially have a bloody civil war on our hands. And I know that there are a lot of people on the right who are just like ready to pop off. <laughs> I mean, after the first of the year, after January 20th, all of the guns and bullet sales just shot through the roof. And I don't think that there were a lot of people on the far left that were making those purchases. Even in the minds of some Trump supporters, it, they're not on board with overturning because they're still watching Fox and Newsmax and other mainstream junk, the corporate sponsored media. So they're under the sway of that corporate narrative that's just the same as, a, as the left. It may not be as vile and it may not be as overt. The lies are not as easily detected, but make no mistake, those mainstream supposedly conservative news outlets that are supposed to be right of center, those opinions, those narratives are all bought and paid for. They do not expose Republicans as they should. And it's not a completely unbiased narrative. You understand when it comes to the mainstream media, when it comes to journalism, the purpose of that is for them to hold the government accountable and to give us information that we can use to make informed decisions. But as I've said in a previous podcast where I talked about the six people or organizations, corporations that own the media, we can see that we're getting a, a cycled scenario of news. And I call it a swirl because it's just chaos. It's a lot of head games. And unless you're willing to come out of that sway of information and start digging a little deeper and looking into things that are not mainstream, checking out people who are canceled, then you're probably not going to get at the truth. Now, there are a lot of conspiracy theories that are out there too. So you kind of have to watch yourself with that. You know, don't go on a hunt for information and then you end up with knowledge that's so exclusive that only you and two other people know about it. I would question that as well. Here's what I think should happen. Even if we don't decertify it and overturn it, I think that we should stay committed on the right. We should stay committed to the lawsuits and stay committed to the exposures. Those things definitely need to happen because without those things, if we just quiet down then the left will get away with it. So when we hear about lawsuits coming out and we hear about all of the exposure that's happening with the anomalies and things that continue to go on with that, I think that that needs to keep happening. Mike Lindell comes to mind. The only thing about Mike Lindell, though, I mean, he talks a really good game and you believe it and you want it to happen. I was hopeful that he was going to take that case to the Supreme Court by Thanksgiving, but I was just reading the other night that he didn't actually follow through with it. And after the symposium that he had, he did show a lot of information from what I've heard. I still haven't made the commitment to watching any of that yet, but I do believe that he has the information, the data that proves that all of these things that I named a few moments ago, the, the anomalies, that they actually did happen. The problem is, is that the majority of Americans, we can't really like process data in that sort of way. We need a narrative. That's the mind of the masses needs a narrative in order to understand the situation. 
sidebar, this is why Jesus told narratives and he told parables. He spoke in parables because those sorts of things can help the masses of people understand a situation. Now, the mind of understanding of some of the people that were listening to Jesus weren't always going to get it. And he spoke in parables on purpose. He wanted those who were chosen by God and those who had a heart for understanding to draw near to him. So he didn't give away everything as easily as he could have. But constantly he was saying the kingdom of God is like a farmer who sowed in the field. The kingdom of God is like, um, et cetera, et cetera. Not going down that road right now, but the parallel that I want to make is that on a grand scale, we do need narratives in order to be able to understand the situation. And Mike Lindell has a lot of data that a good majority of people are not going to want to listen to. But the thing is, is that his credibility, I think, at least in my opinion, is kind of shaking a little bit because he's not coming forward as he should. He's not, he's talking a good game, but I don't see a lot of follow through. And he's not going to get everybody on the right on his side. He can forget about that. He's so censored by mainstream media on both sides of the aisle. And I'm just concerned that he kind of looks like a madman at this point. All the voting systems and the mail-in ballot procedures, all of that stuff needs to disappear now. We've got like 80,000, you know, COVID treatments. And I just saw where Pfizer got approval from the FDA to have a pill now. So if the pandemic is the problem in 2022, when we go vote in these primaries, these midterms, then we can just throw that out the window, right? Everybody should feel a little safer, a little secure. If that's what you need, peace of mind is for the government to hand you something to say that you're safe. So we can't use that as an excuse to stay home and mail in a ballot, an unsolicited mail-in ballot. So the last couple of moments, I just want to kind of think about like, why did this happen? Who's behind this? What's happening? I don't know the spider that's sitting at the center of the web, except to say Satan. Because from a spiritual perspective, we know that there's an antichrist system, world system that's being set up. This is going to be the final earthly empire before Christ returns. Okay, So you're going to have to read through Revelation and look at Daniel's dream that he had about that statue and get yourself some good teachings that can help you kind of discern what those end time events are going to look like. Now, from a worldly perspective, we call it communism. We call it the new world order. You know, there's globalism. There's all these different names that basically encompass the same meaning and it's a one world system that's going to be ruled by this antichrist whoever he is make no mistake end times events are political events they are spiritual events and they are political events and this is why christians have to be paying attention i'm going to leave you with the four stages of ideological subversion uh, this is yuri bezmenov he defected from the kgb came to america loved this country exposed the soviets and their plots. And these things are happening right now in America. The first stage is demoralization. This is dehumanization as well. So there's no genders, abortion is rampant, and, and God is nowhere to be found. Traditional family breaking down, etc. This is the demoralization. Then there's destabilization, erect economy, unsecure borders, national security threats, inflation. We're being destabilized. And then there's the crises phase. The, with the COVID, the lawlessness on the streets, it's all begging 
for the government to come in to step in to do something. We need economic justice. We need social justice. We need climate justice. You know, those those key words on the left, it's communist vernacular. The fourth stage is normalization. And this is where the government steps in as the savior to usher in a new normal. Equality is found, but we're all equally poor and we're all equally persecuted and we're slaves to the government. There's no visible church. An example of this would be looking at China. People are being tortured. The church is under constant persecution. Anybody with any sort of religious conscience over there can't survive. Anyway, I don't think any of thing, these things would have happened in America if this was a nation that was still under God, still submitted to the Constitution and the Ten Commandments upon which it was based. We still have an opportunity to turn some things around. I realize that the end is going to happen, but the end is not yet. Some things are happening prophetically, but there are other things that are happening because the devil is stealing. He's stealing time and he's stealing minds and he must be stopped. Prayer, of course, is our first line of defense. We also have to make sure that we come out from underneath the sway and the swirl of the wicked one. We need to get our minds straight, get out of the mainstream media. And as a people, as a nation, we need to unite come from these dividing polarized lines of Democrat and Republican. If your eyes are open, you can see that both sides of the government have betrayed us. It's really us versus them. That's all I have for this segment. Let me know your thoughts. It's Tiffany at bigviewsmywindow.com. Mm-hmm.